This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we got uh we'll go live to Maine right now. Let's do it. Matt Gagnon is the morning show host at WGAN Radio. He's also part of a think tank. I'm not exactly sure what town that's in. We'll get to Matt right now. Matt Sid Rosenberg, New York City. How are you, pal? It's a pleasure to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. I've got history. I'm sorry. I have a history in Maine. You don't know this, but maybe you do. How old are you? I'm 42. 42. You may or may not remember, but uh, yeah, probably too young. Late 1990s, when I started my radio career, my partner, Scott Kaplan, and I were syndicated by Westwood One and Sports Fan Radio Network in about 70 markets across America. And uh, one of those markets was yours. We would do live shows every year, mostly in the winter, but sometimes in the summer from Sugarloaf Ski Resort. Uh, one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, and we did shows in Water... Is it Watertown or Waterville? I forget. Waterville. Yeah, yes. Waterville. Yeah, we did from a bar in Waterville. We had 500 people in Waterville, Maine. How far are you from uh, from those areas? Uh, well, I grew up in Bangor, so that would be about an hour away from Waterville. Right now, I'm down near Portland, um, so uh, we're about water about the same, about an hour away. Yeah. About an hour, Portland. And how far uh, where you are is from the horrific uh, uh, scene that took place a couple nights ago? Well, Bodwin is where this uh, this guy caught lived, but in Lewiston, Maine. How far is that? Yeah, so Lewiston's about 35 minutes-ish from Portland, Um, so very close to us. In fact, I spend a lot of time in Lewiston and Auburn. And for people who don't know the area, Lewiston and Auburn um, are, we call them twin cities here, um, and they sort of collectively are about the size of Portland. Um, so it's Maine's second biggest city, and it's uh, not that far from the biggest city. So it's, uh, right. it's a pretty important place. Had great history. I mean, as Curtis oh, Sliwa, the great Curtis Sliwa reminded me yesterday, Muhammad Ali fought in Lewiston, Maine. How about yes, that? Yes, he did. That's the, uh, that's the famous photograph with, when he's standing there taunting. Um, you know, with his arm up like that. That's actually in Lewiston, Maine. People don't know that. Yeah, he fought uh, Sonny Liston, the great Sonny Liston in Lewiston, Maine. So a lot of history up there. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous state. Like I said, I was there quite a bit in that five-year period, and it would be one of the last places I would ever think would have happened what happened just a couple nights ago. But it did happen at a bowling alley with a bunch of little kids and, of course, at a bar. Last I heard, Matt, and you're there on that, 18 dead, 13 injured. That that number's down because originally I heard 22 dead and 50 injured. What are the accurate numbers this morning? No, you've got the right ones. Um, I think that the, the numbers that you know, had 20, 22, those were mostly rumors. You had heard some people talking about that, but it was unconfirmed. The police came out and gave a confirmed um, amount yesterday, and uh, it was definitely 18, 13. So you have those numbers correct, although they are having a press conference at 10 o'clock this morning, and they may update those numbers there. Do we have any idea? Once again, Matt Gagnon, morning show host at WGN Radio. He's got a great voice, by the way, so he's probably a great morning host. Um, You're welcome. Any idea of how many of those 13 injured are are in critical condition, severe? We don't know that. They haven't really given us a lot of details about the specific condition of each of those people. I can tell you, though, that many of them are in very – 
uh, rough shape. Some people are on ventilators, and there's a lot of people oh. that are in critical condition, but I don't know how many, no. And we don't know if they're kids or not, because I was told that there was a birthday party at that bowling alley. I know one 14-year-old kid was killed. We don't know if any of those 13 numbers were kids, do we? No, in fact, there's still 10 people that have yet to be identified. The um, the individual in this case that they're looking for, uh, Robert Card, he's actually been charged by police with eight counts of murder so far, and that's only because the additional 10 people that he definitely did kill have yet to be identified, and once they are, they'll add those charges to him. So at this point, those 10 people being un- unidentified, we know nothing about them. Um, we've certainly seen the people that we have identified, and most of those that I have seen have been uh, you know, fortunately, adults. I mean, I hate to say fortunately, but you know right, what I mean. Right. Yes. Um, it's. It, I haven't seen little kids yet, but we certainly know about those birthday parties, and I know there was children there. So it's. Uh, yeah. We're waiting, um, sadly, for more details. Yeah, we know well, one 14 year old is dead. Him and his father, but the rest. You're yeah. right. I've, I've been watching Leroy Walker on television all morning long. His adult son Joey actually went at the gunman with a butcher knife. Real courageous guy, and of course, yeah. he was killed. So I read this story, Matt, and you're there again. You can confirm or deny that Card's sister-in-law actually said, quote, he's one of the nicest, heartwarming, beautiful people I've ever met. Talking about Robert Card, who committed these uh, heinous acts. She said he's basically had a couple of rough months, I swear. And she said, you know, he was in both of those places, the bowling alley and the bar, not that long ago. And he was a paranoid schizophrenic, and he thought that people were talking about him, insulting him. And she said, Robert, 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 stop. They weren't talking about you. And he's like, oh, you don't believe me? He goes, they were talking about me. So what I read was when these shootings took place and she saw those two specific places, she called her husband, happened to be Robert Card's brother, right away and said, oh, my God, please tell me Robert didn't do this. And, of course, he did. Is that a, a story going on up there in, in Maine? Yep, all that's confirmed. That's correct. Um, we certainly have heard that. I think that it's a little more nuanced. I mean, she was talking about the fact that he's, you know, such a great guy and whatnot, but in the last, say, six months or so, he's, he's changed. And we've heard reports, these are confirmed by police, who sent this out in a bulletin, that he had made specific threats against a local Army reservist base down here that he had been hearing voices recently, and that this summer, sometime around August, he was actually involuntarily committed into a mental uh, facility for about two weeks. So he clearly has had some severe mental health challenges, at the very least recently. And that's one of the things that I think as time goes by here, we're going to be learning more about this. Somebody somewhere dropped the ball, because as somebody who had this kind of uh, problem uh, clearly should have been subjected to Maine's yellow flag law. There should have been, I mean, there's there's so many things that probably should have happened with this guy that probably didn't. And uh, we'll learn more when we more, know more details, but we certainly know this, this individual is disturbed. And at least in the recent um, history here in the last several months, he's had a lot of mental health episodes. I, mean, right, I don't know what kind of radio you do, whether it's political or sports. I don't know. Uh, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, I don't care. But I can tell you these Democrats are animals. If you're one of those, I apologize. Uh, but they're animals. I mean, the, the bodies are still laying on the you're floor. You're friends. Don't worry about it. Okay, good, 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 good. They're talking about gun control. You just nailed it. I've talked about it for two days. It's not about gun control. This guy, they knew about this guy. He threatened to shoot up a base. And not only is he out there not being flagged, he's on firearms instructor. And by the yeah. way, the second best one in the class. Are you nuts? Yep. This is about crazy people, not guns. Yeah, obviously that's the conversation that if you want to actually solve this problem, you know, you're really going to have to start talking about that kind of thing. Because for a person like this, from my understanding of Maine's law as it exists today, because I was there when they made it. I mean, you know, you mentioned I was uh, head of a think tank. We were in the middle of all this. We, you know, we worked on that bill. They put in things to stop a guy like this. 
right? You know, if you have somebody who's making a violent threat, they've interacted with a healthcare professional and has made, there's been a diagnosis, right? Which of course there was, he was at an institution, right? So when those types of things happen, that's when your guns are taken away. And that's when you, you are in the system so that something can stop you from acting like this. So for that to have not worked, you know, either the law was flawed in some way and it wasn't enforced correctly, or we just haven't done things the right way. I don't know, but somebody messed up somewhere. No doubt about it. Over the last couple of decades here in New York, Matt, I've had that uh, creepy experience of walking around the city. This is a very big city, much bigger than Maine, but walking around the city when basically nobody was out. That was uh, 9-11 and uh, COVID, most recently COVID in every city. I I go onto subway platforms where the day before there were a thousand people. The next day I was the only one. And now in uh, Lewiston for sure, maybe Bodoin too and some other neighboring towns, they're basically telling people, don't go outside. I know the schools are closed. Stores are closed. This guy is still on the loose. How long can they afford to do that, keep these people basically locked up inside before they start going crazy? Yeah, as I drove around my town, which is, again, about 35 minutes away from where this took place, um, yesterday there was nobody on the road and all convenience stores, restaurants. I mean, even our local supermarket was closed. And that, that was a surreal experience. It definitely brought me back to COVID. Um, but today I'm seeing that most of those same places are open. So I think the answer to your okay. question is not very long. But in the area around where they're still searching, which is Lewiston, Lisbon, and that kind of sort of central Maine uh, area, um, I think you're still going to see people basically going nowhere and shut down for a little bit of time. But I, 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 you can't keep going. It can't keep going forever. Well, what is the consensus uh, from people there like you? Is it that he has gone into the woods because I read the woods are so thick that you can't even see in between trees? And let's face it, this guy's a survivalist. He's a hunter. He hunts deer. And he can survive in those conditions for a long time, and they'll never find him. Or do they think he's traveling or holed up somewhere willing and ready to do this again? What is the consensus on what he's doing today? I think that the answer to you is we don't know. There's many places you could hide in Maine. This is an excellent state. If you wanted to disappear and never be found, you could you could easily find ways of doing that here. And that's one of the things that's concerning about this. Yeah, certainly the woods is one option. But he also abandoned his car at a boat ramp. Um, so you know, he had just purchased a boat apparently earlier this year. He could have, you know, found some way of getting on, you know, one of Maine's rivers and then into the ocean. We have absolutely no idea at this point. And right now the local news is spending time when the police go to a facility and they're storming it to see if he's inside of it, just kind of going location to location where they think that he might be. And then of course they find out that he's not there. Um, that's pretty much what's, uh, what's on our TV right now. So it's, uh, I don't know when they're going to catch him. I think they will, but I think it's going to take a while. Yeah, I was watching Laura Ingram on Fox News last night when uh, they were outside one house. And watching it on TV, I got the feeling that he was there. And then I heard Randy Sutton out of Las Vegas say, nah, 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 you know, you're hearing all those announcements. That is protocol. That is common when you have a search warrant. And sure enough, they ended up at two or three different places and homes where he has stayed. He was not in any of them, in any of them. So I don't know how many other homes they can go to today. It seems like wherever Robert Card stayed, his house, his sister's house, he's not there. Yeah, we don't know how this is going to end, but it will eventually. But I think this might take time. And unfortunately, guys, I do have to go because I have another interview lined up. But uh, we're going to be sitting in, in here doing this for a while, I think. Well, God bless you. Stay safe. And whatever you're doing next is not nearly as big as Sid in New York. So congratulations. Not on being at on. all. Thanks a lot for inviting <laughs> me, guys. <laughs> right, Matt, take care. There he is, Matt Gagnon, morning show host at WGAN Radio in Maine. That was awesome.